Hey, what's up? This your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Visions. So, Queen K, how was your week so far? It's going pretty good. Um, you know, we're in the process now of um, about to start opening back up the child care center. So we had our first meeting today. It went pretty well. You know, it's a lot of rules and stipulations that they want us to do. Um, to follow, and there's a lot of modifications that we need to do to the building in order for the kids to come back. But I'm ready. I miss my students so much. What about you? How's your week been going so far? Oh. Uh, still getting cussed out by clients, um, wondering why, <laughs> you know, their hours haven't been approved. Same thing. You know, I've been working throughout this whole pandemic, so I'm, like, really blessed to have an income, and I'm actually glad to hear that you're going back to uh, work. You know, one, because, you know, like you said, you miss your kids. I know teaching is a passion for you, but because education is about to open back up for students, you know, like, when they basically close out, like, schools first, I'm like, what the hell, you know, but I'm just glad to see that, you know, things are slowly opening back up, and it's just about time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. So, Queen's K, what is the sipping tea for your soul topic tonight? All right. Tonight, kings and queens, we are talking <laughs> about our topic is Dear Black Men. This topic is going <laughs> to go into, <laughs> we got four aspects for y'all tonight. Um, we're going to touch on just being a black man in America. Um, pretty much, and um, so the first aspect that I want to go over, um, this is geared towards us women. Why the disrespect? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. what I mean by that is black women, it, it's, it's sad, and it's really sad, but um, Malcolm X spoke the words, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And most of that comes from our black men. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like um, us being disrespected by our black men, it allows the world you know, and other people to do the same to us. So um, Mm -hmm. I had mentioned on our our women's panel that we had that um, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, um, one, they didn't know that women actually started that. They put a male face on it. And then, two, during a protest, during a rally, the black women were groped by the men. So my -hmm. question is, why? You know, why the disrespect? Why do we deserve that type of behavior, you know, from someone that, you know, is supposed to protect us, is supposed to love us, you know, is supposed to uplift us? So that's my first question. Why do you think? What? Where does the disrespect come from? Okay. Um. Well, I guess I'll piggyback from the women's panel, too, when I talked about um, it is a book out there called The Willie Lynch Letter, 300 Years a Slave, um, but the one I read, it was basically uh, Cliff Notes and, like, it dissect down that 
it was basically planned by white supremacists to break up the black family. You know, you mm-hmm. watch the woman watches her man get beat to a bloody pope. So she coddles her son while she's really hard on her daughter, telling her to get an education because as women back then, you know, they didn't have a lot of rights either. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, just basically instilling in them education and everything. And, you know, it's like a silent envy. But uh, I actually did talk to my co-host about some of this because I'm like, I don't want to go on and speak about um, why the disrespect without getting, you know, from a male's perspective. And he actually touched on a good point. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. he said, we always talk about the absent father in the household, but we never talk about the toxic mother. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he said, you have to think about it when – you have a mom who talks to her son saying you ain't going to be shit. You just like your father, because as women, we hold bitterness inside of us and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we take it out on the kids. And especially if the son looks just like the father, you get what I'm saying? Girl, so yes. it's like, <laughs> yeah, the relationship that you have with your mother, sometimes he said, sometimes that can play into why, um, a black man disrespects the black woman. Now, does that justify it? No, he wasn't saying that. Mm-hmm. But he said that can play a part. But I also feel like it's because black men feel very insecure and intimidated by how successful the black woman, you know what I'm saying, is and becomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I know me, like, I've endured some disrespect from black men. Um, oh, God, let me see. My relationships, for one, you know, um, the being called out my name, um, the pretty much not caring about how I feel, even not even in my relationships. Like, the other day, I was, I think I was leaving work. Yeah, I was leaving work in the grocery store parking lot. I'm trying to get home, okay? So this guy tried to talk to me, and... I pretty much told him, you know, no, I'm okay, you know, no thanks, hey, you know, I was nice about it. But then you hear the F-U-B, why is all of that? So that that's my own personal thing that I go through sometimes. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, do you have any? Well, you already know I've been disrespected. Yeah. I've already I've, I've I've been disrespected. I've been beat on. I've been cheated on. I've been called um, bitches. Uh you know, I've actually walked past men and didn't say anything, and you know, it, it was it was that. But I really don't equate them with men. I I equate that with a person who is not fully grown yet. That is a boy mm-hmm. who is insecure, who's not fulfilled, and who doesn't know who he is as a person. But we gotta address it as dear black men, right? Because these are boys dressed in men bodies and stuff. Um, yes. I just. You know, like, even after really being abused, I really had to look back and reflect on it. The guy who was abusing me was very insecure growing up, very insecure. And mm-hmm. it it showed in his conversation, you know what I'm saying? It showed in his conversation with how he would always say, oh, I, I can't wait till I get this, and I, I can't wait till I have that. And it's like at 28 and 29 years old, we shouldn't be worried about our image. We should be worried about, like, mm-hmm. building our credit and stuff. But, you know, his mentality is just not there yet. So, 
I've been disrespected, but um, I think that it really does go back to the childhood and what their environment was like, you know, also, um, you know, like who showed them love most, you know what I'm saying? You go out into the streets because you don't have a father figure and you start looking for it out there. And, you know, with the streets, it's, you, it, you have to be savage in the streets. And yeah, you do. People, some people don't know how to turn it on and off, you know, with trust issues and all. So, yeah. But mm. uh, piggy, piggybacking on what you said about the uh, social media thing, I actually did see another post. Um, it, was, it was on one of those uh, Instagram hashtags, so I really could not find it to screenshot it tonight. But a guy mm-hmm. on there said, we have to do better with protecting our black women and, and, you know, making them feel like they matter because it was a girl on there that said, I really, my heart does go out to joy to George Floyd, but it's really hard for me to stand behind the black man because I've been disrespected them by them my whole life. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, what's your take on that? <sighs> That's kind of how I feel. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm standing with them because they're my people. And, you know, through the disrespect right. and all of that, I still have my black men's back, you know, like, I, I really don't know how to feel, but the disrespect does sometimes outweigh that because it's just like, how much yeah. are we supposed to take? How strong yep. do y'all want us to be? Y'all want to disrespect mm. us, but they don't want us to stand for y'all. It, mm-hmm. Y'all can't keep breaking us down like that, you know? And then when we don't come through, they're going to disrespect. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel where she's coming from. I really do. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what was crazy about that whole situation? I mean, I'm not trying to bring mm-hmm. that up, but it just ties into the fact that Brianna died before George Floyd, but we didn't get the rally. Mm-hmm. And that baby yeah. was killed in her own home, shot by the police mm-hmm. in her own home, you know? But we didn't get the rally. They just now bringing up her name again, you know, because of the whole George Floyd thing. Like, why did it take for that to happen before we really start protesting. Like, I, I just felt some type of way. That's all. Mm-hmm. No, you're not the only one. It was it was an article I read about that, you know, saying that um, she really didn't get a lot of coverage in the news, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the rally did take place. And honestly, I know what you mean. Somebody may still try to twist this and say, like, oh, well, what does that mean? People are going to hear what they want to hear. It's not that yeah. you're saying that George Floyd did not deserve it, but it's just that, you know, exactly, black right? women – you know, black women lives matter too. And we honestly, we honestly go up to bat for you men. You know, we stand on the front of the lines in those rallies, you know what I'm saying? In those protests and those riots Mm -hmm. and everything. So I definitely understand you on that. But um, let's segue that into the second aspect um, about dating white women. Now I (laughs) I watched the grapevine. Okay. And they had a talk about interracial uh, dating on there. And, you know, somebody was saying, like, oh, uh, this this was another white supremacist um, way to condition and to tear up the black family by doing interracial dating and everything. So this one lady was like, well, you have to understand that we're not told that we're beautiful by our kind. You know what I'm saying? She was like, the first time Mm -hmm. I ever was told that I was beautiful was by um, 
you know, what was by a white man in, in college. So they was like, okay, well, y'all give us backlash for dating white women. No, yeah, y'all give us uh, back. No, we give, y'all say we give y'all backlash for dating white men, but y'all give us backlash about dating white women too. So, Queen mm-hmm. K, does seeing a black man with someone of another race, does, does it really get under our skin? Like, what do you think? <sighs> okay, um, for me, it does mm-hmm. sometimes, especially okay. when I've seen some situations where, like, a dude has been down, like, down bad, and it's been the black woman that lifts him up, but as soon as he takes off, he goes with another race. When he's on top of his game, he'll leave who brought him up, you know, to go on to someone else of a different race. And it's really sad, but, you know, and uh, I feel like, I, okay, sisters, I got to talk about us too. Sometimes we will throw it up in their face. You know, we made you yada, yada, blah, blah. I get that, right? But if mm-hmm. we're not yeah. doing that and we're the ones that's being your backbone when you're down and we don't throw it up in your face because it is some of us out here that just want to uplift you, that want to motivate you so that you can be better. But then when you turn around and you dump us to go to a, a white woman, I'm just say a white girl, mm-hmm. that's a slap in the face to us. That then mm-hmm. we become angry. Then we become the bitter black woman. So yeah, it does. So it messes with me sometimes, especially when I see a man in a successful spot because it's just like I'm pretty sure you were raised by a black woman who had your back, and at some point in your life you had, you know, some help from one of us. You know, so it would be nice for us to carry on in that success as well. Like, why do you feel like as soon as you get successful, you need to switch out? Mhm. Right. Oh, that's okay. my take on it. What about you? How do you feel about it? Well, okay. Um, I don't have an issue with uh, interracial relationships because I have inter I have cousins who are mixed. Um, you know, my family is like very. They don't see color when they date. I don't know my dad, but I was told that he wasn't all the way black, but he wasn't in my life. So I identify with my mama's side, who was, you know, fully African American. So that's all I know. But I couldn't date a white man, and this is why I'm going to say that. I have, you know what I'm saying, a white friend. I talk about her all the time, Joy. You know, we have the whole, we were both victims and survivors of domestic violence, and that's what we share. And, you know, we have talks, and she told me, as your friend, I could never say that I understood the struggle that you went through. She said, but... I will always support Black Lives Matter because you guys are humans too, but I can never say that I understood that. And that's why I could never date a white man because, you know, friends, we choose what we let them in on in our lives and what the, and what we keep, you know what I'm saying? But with mm-hmm. your partner, that's somebody that you have to be intimate with, with everything. And it's like, yeah. I need you to understand my struggle but you know what I'm saying, before I could say that I could date you, because I've seen situations where um, I had an Asian coworker, no, yeah, I had an Asian coworker, you know, she told me that her boyfriend was Dominican, and she said that um, one time they had went to a restaurant, he went in to reserve mm-hmm. a table, and um, they told him that there was no tables, so he came out, she went in five minutes later, they had a table, and mm. he didn't want to eat, 
yeah, he didn't want to eat there after that. So she was like, well, maybe she was like, she was like, maybe they really didn't have it. And I told her, I said, you have to understand him. You can't just write it off like that. I said, I don't even think you understand when we go out to restaurants in Asian communities, people are looking at you like, what are you doing with me? You know what I'm saying? You may not see the issue, but people around you, and if you're with somebody, you can't just say, oh, well, because then that makes them feel like they're tripping and, like, you really don't understand. Like, you're standing, you know, you're standing alone. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like it's not genuine sometimes when a white man wants to date a black Mm -hmm. woman. I feel like it's just a fetish. And that's just my personal opinion. Okay. Like, I feel like it has to be genuine. You have to understand me, and don't let this just be some fetish that you're trying to write off your bucket list. Yeah. Okay, and so. to touch back on to what I said, right, I don't want nobody to go like, mm-hmm. oh, Queen Casey against white women. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. against nobody and nobody's relationship. I said that I have a problem when it's the black woman that builds the man up and then they leave her. I don't have yeah. a problem with, um, you know, interracial relationships, I'm on for it. Go ahead. It's whatever you, you know, whatever you love. If that makes you happy, I'm happy for you, you know, genuinely. Mm-hmm. It's just right. that that part that irks me. It's nothing it's about in the, face. the relationship. Yeah, it's, that's the slap yeah. in the face. So I just want to clear that up. Mm-hmm. Like you said in the beginning, people going to hear what they want to hear. And I just don't want them mm-hmm. to try to twist my words out of context. I have no issues, right. but, you know. Like your family, some people in my family, you know, we they don't see color either. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just want yeah. to clear that up. Yeah. yeah. But, so, um, okay. Over- so, go ahead, baby. No, I was just going to say overall to just sum that up, like, it doesn't make me cringe when I see a black man with a white woman. I just want to know if it's really genuine, like, because you know what they say, like, oh, white women, you know, same thing, the fetish. But, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was just going to segue into our next one. Um, okay. You know, pretty much now, I didn't have anybody to talk to about this one because I really, this is something that I'm still trying to understand myself, but it's pretty mm-hmm. much about the black man, um, you know, with the world on his shoulders, you know. Um hmm I want them to know that they can let their guard down with us. You know, they don't have to be strong all the time. You know, let us be strong with you. You know, let us, you know, help you. Let us push, you know, let us motivate you. Let us stand beside you and not behind you, you know. Um, But Mm -hmm. I understand why they feel like they have the world on their shoulder, you know, because they got so much to prove to the world, you you know, because they see the black man and they see thugs automatically, you know, and they got to work twice Mm -hmm. as hard just to get in a successful position, you know. And then when they get in that position, they have to strip away some of their sales, some of their culture just to fit in and stay there unless they're an entrepreneur and they're running their own company. But you know, th- these black men that get in these um, these law offices and stuff, they have to take a little bit of their culture away, you know, just to fit in. Yes. Just to that, that job, you know, and I really hate that. But I just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, how do you feel about the black man having the world on that shoulders complex? Um, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, they do have a lot to prove. And like you said, they can't be a, a black man in corporate America. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually talked to DC about this too, because I'm like, I really want to know like why. And, you know, him and my boyfriend were both saying like, uh, 
they're seen as a negative image in the black in the black culture and society mm-hmm. overall. Um, how they were treated by their moms or their dads, you know, because uh, masculinity is just like, who you have to watch the mask you live in out there, guys. Like, if you can go buy it on YouTube or rent it for like three dollars, but it was really, um, it was really eye opening because it's like they had like a little sit down where they ask each guy, what do you wear on the front of your mask and what do you want to show the world? A lot of them said laughter on the front, anger on the back, scared, pain. So it's like they mm-hmm. they are already so muted, you know, they can't talk. And it's just like my boyfriend said, when you do let your guard down, down as a black man, they have sometimes been put into a corner. You like, you know, or like mm-hmm. they basically, it, it gets taken advantage of. So I don't know. It's like it has it has to take for that pride to be broken down for them to really yeah. see that, you know, like you you can let us you can let us in. You know what I'm saying? Like, whew, it's mm, that is a question that mm. I can't really answer. But I'm, I'm like you. I like you can let your guard down, you know, and how can I put it? It's. We we both should just understand each other. We both should just try to find yeah. common ground with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, because black women, we should not apologize for being strong. You know what I'm saying? But we need mm-hmm. to find the common ground. So yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I get that. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my I think like you said, just piggybacking. You know, we we would really love to be their equal. At the end of the day, yes. that's all. That's all we want, mm-hmm. you know, is to be equal with you. You know, we don't want you guys to see us as your competition because, that, like you right. said, they're scared of the the successful woman. You know, they feel like she's too much. But, no, we just we just trying to match y'all fly. You know, we're trying to be out here together uplifting each other. We just want to be equal. Mm-hmm. That's all. We work so hard as black women just to be equal. You know, that's all it boils down to, really. Mm -hmm. It it was actually a meme. I'm going to say this before we segue into the last aspect. It was a meme that said, Uh why are we asking asking men uh, to be their equal when they came out of us? I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Like, you know, like, we are the life. We are the creator. So why are we asking them to be equal? And I was like, ooh, I like that. But, yeah. And that's crazy, though, right? (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, so going into <laughs> our last aspect, um, dear black man, this is not a session to bash you. At the end of the day, we want you to know that you are loved. Um, yes. We see you, you know, like like we, we really do see you, but we want you to see us as well. You get what I'm saying? Like we, we it, it takes for us to stand strong and, uh, you know, like really tear down barriers together instead of like fighting and trying to just get over the hurdles and be like a competition but like what mm-hmm. are some things that you what are some things uh that you think we have to do to like break those cycles like what is some things that you've noticed as a black single mom um for one we have to let the anger go against mm-hmm. each other I think that's the main thing as to why we're not on the even playing field. You know, we mad at them, they mad at us. The disrespect (laughs) goes both ways. You know, I'm not going to just say that they're the only ones disrespecting us because, you know, we got to listen to the music. 
the girls, tell, yeah. you know, female rappers telling us how they ain't nothing tripping for what they got, and then the men calling us the B word and all that stuff. So I feel like once we start loving ourselves first, you know, that's the main thing, loving ourselves first, and then we, that'll help us to let the anger that we have built up against each other, that'll help us get to an even playing field right there. We have to come together on a lot of stuff, and communication is key. Like, I, mm-hmm. okay, so I love your relationship because y'all have so much communication. Like, y'all talk about everything, and that's what's missing because you got the black woman who don't always want to talk or want to hold stuff in, and then you got the black man that's just like, oh, well, forget it. But, no, it's that mm-hmm. communication. Like, letting the anger yeah. go and then communicating, I'm telling you, we can, this could be powerful, you know. We just have to. That's one of the ways, well, two of the ways that I feel like this cycle can be broken. Again, this is not a bashing session because I just, I'm acknowledging that as black women, we're not perfect, you know? Uh, we said this before, right. you know, we have our flaws as well. This is not a bashing mm-hmm. session, but I just feel like if you guys see us as your equal instead of your competition, it would be so much better, you know, for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's bring black love back into it. Another way we could break the cycle is, um, fathers, we need you back in the home. We really yes. do. Um, you know, like just like, you know, just like daughters need their daughters, especially we need you. You know what I'm saying? We need the fathers back in the home, but also like, you know, like just to make men feel whole again, like, you know, we we got to break the cycle of just always going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to, we, we got to prove them wrong. Like, I was told that uh, for every black child, as soon as they start school, they already have a prison number made for them. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. statistics believe that they're, they're going to go to jail before they graduate. We have to change those numbers. And I'm going to say it like I said it on the women's panel. We have to really unlearn what we are watching. Let's give up love and hip-hop. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm just sick of it. Let's give up um, all these other reality shows, and let's just really start pouring into each other. Like, teach black love. Teach your kids the black the real black history that they don't teach you in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just mm-hmm. really build each other back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah. just love each other. You know what I'm saying? Where it takes a whole village to raise a child. Let's bring that back up. You know what I'm saying? Where you have the neighbor down the street looking out for your kids and stuff like that. Like, come on now. So that's my yeah. take on it. Did you want to say anything before we segue? Yeah, I just want to say Kings, we love y'all. We we yes. we love y'all. You know we crazy and we probably got a mess <laughs> on it. <laughs> but yes. we love y'all and we gonna forever have y'all back. You know we we just want y'all to ride for us like we ride for y'all. That's all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly. saying that, that you know about everybody because you know it is some black kings that love their queens. You know on their ride for them. Mm-hmm. But the ones that's just not doing it, come on, come on back home. <laughs> okay. Right. We got to all rise up in the black community together. Okay. Yes. So. Okay. So I'm going to segue into our next um, our next segment. So complex, what's the as a woman question this week? Okay. It's about to get deep. I'm so sorry, but I really need help with this. Um, oh, Lord. Let me turn mm. my headphones up there. Now, hold on now. 
Yes. Okay. Now, seeing that we have this podcast, right, to help unite women and come together as one, is it my responsibility to warn another woman that she may be in trouble in a relationship or let her see it for herself? Now, if you want me to give you the backstory, I can definitely do that. Come on, now. Give me the backstory because I think I already got my Okay. So give me the backstory just in case. Okay. So a person that I went to school with, we don't talk anymore, but we're still friends on social media. She's dating someone that uh, I've heard things about, okay? And... um. I've dated his brother, the brother that was abusing me. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I just kind of feel like I can't put myself into that situation because it's just too messy and I have to protect mm-hmm. myself. But I feel like as a woman, I feel like it's my responsibility. Okay. So with that said, I say, because it, it, okay, I'm about to be honest. This is what I would do. I would tell them mm-hmm. because I feel like okay. we owe that to each other, you know. Um, we don't want to yes. see another person hurting, you know, like that, especially when we've been through that hurt and we know what it can do. Now, what she does with the information is totally up to her. After you tell her that one time, which you know, you you know, mm-hmm. you're not obligated to do it, you know, no more. She might cuss you out. You know, you never know how the response that you're gonna get first off. So brace yourself yes. for any response. So that right. that's another thing. Like be ready for the mm-hmm. response because it could be good and then it could be bad, you know? And then you have to you you just gotta be there for. Her. Um, I mm-hmm. understand that y'all are probably not friends like that, but you know, um after telling somebody something like that, you're gonna see that person break down. So you just got to be there for her, give her some encouraging words. But I feel like tell her at least once so it's off your chest, you know, especially since you do know the person. I feel like it's okay. Um, but you just mm-hmm. got to be ready for the response, you know, because a lot of people don't take, you know, that type of stuff well. And they might snap on you like, oh, you just jealous, yada, 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 stay out of my business, all that stuff. But as long as you did your part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you feel about it? What, what do you think you should do? Where you at? Um, I'm, honestly, a part of me is just saying, like, I should just leave it alone because, like I said, it's messy. I have a restraining order, and I'm not trying to give him mm-hmm. any reason to reach out to me. That's family, and it's like this is why my heart is so torn in between the two because it's like it was just really hearsay about what I heard about his brother. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like a it's a catch twenty two because one side is like okay what if he is what they said or what if she is really a woman enough to bring out the best in him you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really torn I'm really torn but it's like because I have a restraining order I think it's just best that I leave it alone but if she ever reached out to me absolutely I would tell her and I know that that may sound uh, really fucked up but. I have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the law is involved with this. Yeah. Now, in that situation, I completely understand why and 
why you should stay out of it because, yeah, you can't be caught up in that. And that will give that abuser the the leeway and leverage to contact you again, you know? Yes. Because that's, his, yep. that's family. So in that situation, right. yeah, by all means, stay out of that, you know. Stay out of that. <laughs> yeah. It's too much tied to that, you know. You're going to have me take a trip to take a trip. So. <laughs> Well, anyway, you'll be down here next week. <laughs> so, yes, right, so we're going to have fun. <laughs> yes. Road but, no, not, not, not to do anything like that. Just saying, just the vacation time. I'm ready for vacation. Y'all, but let y'all know, Queen yeah. Kate is about that life. So, y'all going to be rocking three Queen Kate shirts. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, uh, but, yeah, that was my question. Because I'm like, mm. Yeah, I just yeah, and that's why I was like, I feel like I should, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, it's my mm-hmm. social responsibility. But um, hopefully she she stumbles across this podcast, you know what I'm saying? And the rest is yeah. history. But hopefully. yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah. who we are, girl. We just give you a little heads up. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's get into the glowing business of the week. Queen K, you want to go first? Yes. Okay. So this okay. to um the one that I'm doing today is actually my cousin. Um, she mm-hmm. is a nail tech. She is based here in Detroit. Um, her name is Teresa. Y'all can follow her on Instagram to see all of her work. Nails by Teresa. That's N I L Z B Y T H R. I mean, no, T-H-E-R-E-S-A. Um, she's a home-based nail tech. And when I tell you she gave me life just a few days ago, like, she just mm. got me together and quick. Like, she's neat. She's professional. She got her whole little shop set up. Y'all, go check her work out. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. Her work is A1, and she's not charging any of those crazy prices. Um I feel real good. I haven't had my nose done in so long, and she got me together real quick. So shout-out to you, baby girl. Keep on with the black businesses. I'm saluting all y'all. Y'all, let's make it happen. I want to see black on everything in 2020. So that's my glowing business of the week. What about you, Complex? Yes. Okay, so my glowing business of the week is uh, I'm shouting out Project Girl Haven. Um, it okay. is a podcast, but the lady who is in charge of this podcast, she also does business coaching plus workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, she specializes in self-care, wellness, discussions, conversation, and so much more. So please go follow her on Instagram at Project Girl Haven. That's all together. And you can go on her website at www. Ah, I can't even talk. <laughs> www. <laughs> msha.ke slash Project Girl Haven. So, yes. And also, go follow her on Spotify and Apple, Project Girl Haven Podcast. Get out of listen. And that's my glowing business of the week. Woo-woo. All right. Okay. Right so, so, um, um <laughs> you got anything to say? This my favorite. Got yes, to- you know I do. Girl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got something to say. Okay, so 
I I did what you told me to do, right? I uh, wrote down my whole little manifestation list about, you know, what I'm manifesting. And one of those things is that I was trying to find love, right? Or not even love, Uh really, but just somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I am, I've realized, girl, I'm completely out of this whole little dating thing. I don't know how to jump back in here. It's like we're doing double dutch, and I can't double dutch. So (laughs) I don't know. Uh Oh, uh, I'm lost on this. You gotta help me, complex. Well, no, it's like this. This dating scene is something uh, different. It's something uh, mm-hmm. very different. Um, I would say manifest the type of guy you want. Like you gotta be real specific with uh, what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even worry about jumping in. It's going to happen. You know, like, the the, the mm-hmm. social life is, is going to happen for you. But for that, be more specific, like, of what you want in the guy, what type of qualities, what type of traits and everything. But, yes, this dating scene is very complicated. I couldn't even yeah. tell you. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't even is, tell you. This thing for me, I think I'm just going to marry myself and just get it over with because, uh, <laughs> no, nah, your girl can't do it. Mm-mm. I ain't about that life. At all. It's somebody out there for everybody. Uh, Not for this one. Oh, see, you speaking negative into your life. But, well, I'm just just going to say that I have an official release date for part two of No Apologies. Out of Darkness will be coming October 18th, for sure. And uh, anyone who pre-orders... First 75 to 100 people at pre-order. I got something special for you. Pre-orders will start taking place in September. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right. right. (laughs) So, let's get into the AO Queens. Listen up. All right. So, I got two today, y'all. I found these on Pinterest. So, uh, one says, (laughs) <laughs> That's my favorite. I'm telling you, if it ain't Pinterest, it's Bible app. So <laughs> these are the two that I found. Um, this one says, I truly believe that every single person has to go through something that absolutely destroys them so they can figure out who they really are. That mm. touched me because it is so true. Because in order for me to get to this stage in my life, I had to be broken down to my lowest point. Like, um, I went through some stuff a while ago, and, um, you know, thank you to Complex and D.C. for letting me speak my truth on self-love is my rehab. You know, y'all can listen back to that. I was in season one on that two times, and I've I've expressed what I went through, you know, and that was the lowest point of my life, and I really felt that post because I had to be brought down that low so that I can start appreciating everything that I have now so that I can reach this level that I'm at right now. So I just thank you too. Y'all don't y'all don't really understand how much y'all did for me by giving me that opportunity to speak on y'all podcast. So thank y'all. Um, no problem. Yeah. And the second one says, avoiding certain people to protect your emotional health is not a weakness, it's wisdom. Stay away from them snakes is all I'm going to say. Stay away <laughs> from them. If they are not for you and you know they're not for you, 
It's not weakness. It ain't no hate. It's okay to stay away to protect your emotional state because if you don't, you will break yourself down. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You deserve way more. You are so important. So love yourself enough to know when to walk away from negative people. So, yeah. Those are my mm-hmm. two. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Complex, what is our no apology thought for the week? All right, so the no apology thoughts, it's kind of long. Please bear with me. Um, so, as a person who is transforming and waking up and realizing my deeply rooted issues, uh, I had to learn that others around me may not be there just yet. Uh, change does not happen overnight, so we have to understand that some people who are silent during these times, because I keep seeing these memes about if you're not out here marching with us, you're not for us. If you're silent, you have sided with the oppressor. We have to really take heed that there are some things too painful for people to relive or to even talk about. And growing up, you know, my grandmother was born in like the late 1940s, okay? And I was a person that loved watching anything about the civil rights movement. Like, I used to always be moved by Martin Luther King's speeches. Like, I loved Black History Month. But I never really talked to my grandma about what she dealt with, the racism that she dealt with in Alabama. I never knew. And uh, my mama used to always tell me, oh, racism isn't dead. You know, people are just very good at hiding it. But you'll see, you know, things take a turn. But I know that when I would try to talk to my grandmother about certain stuff, she would snap. You get what I'm saying? And I used to look at her like, well, why don't you want to talk about that? You made history. Not realizing Mm -hmm. there's some things that are very painful for people to talk about. And some people out here are walking around detached, you know, that they, they're detached from their emotions. And I was one of them people where you really can't feel shit, you know what I'm saying? You're just going around living life. So I'm just saying that to say, please try not to judge anybody who is silent. Try to help educate yeah. them. Try to, you know, steer them in the right direction. Show them why they should feel mad about what's going on. You know, why they should be so passionate about Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. implement that change and be that example for them. So I'm just saying, like, we have to stop tearing each other down because we're sitting up here saying, let's rise, but then we're still tearing each other down within the black community. Mm-hmm. So just please, just please, just take that and just understand, like, we love y'all. Everybody has different purposes in this life. So take all your passion, implement it into being that next change, and help educate someone else to find themselves. And that's my neurology yeah. thought. I love that. I really do. That was that was dope. Thanks. Mm. Okay. Yep. Well, we can uh guess end on that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. All right. Peace and love. We out. We love y'all. Bye. Thank you.